Google Wait, one second. I think Fernando, did we lose you? No, no, I'm here. Hello? Did we lost him. Hello? Yeah, we did. Can you hear me? I saw it. When we start talking and then the next thing can, you can you hear me? We lost him at the six minute fifty-nine seconds. Actually, you know what? I don't know. It is a little somber. It is, it a, little is a little somber. somber. Are, you a little t- are, you, are you are you a little are you a little upset? When the news came through, I dropped my phone. This was this was. Okay, you know mm. me. I'm a big Marshall Canyons fan. Yes, it, was, you are. it was the PK Subban trade all over again. All right. GMs, I dropped my phone. That's the, the first day I saw Jay Jay cry. Bro, when PK heart, Subban got traded. Heartbreak. Oh, heartbreak. Man. When I saw that. When listen, I saw it was, it was listen, the Shams. Listen. The Shams tweet. Listen, oh man. Quebec. Quebec is an interesting province. That's all I'm gonna say. And that's where we're gonna leave it at. <laughs> You guys can fill in the blanks. That's it. Uh, today we have a special guest on the show. Um, Fernando, how's it going, brother? I'm good, man. Excited to be uh, on the show for the first time and uh, talk some basketball with you guys. That's it. First of many, man. First of many. Yeah, we're we're happy to have you on board. Uh, I, I see this guy every week and, you know, after a while it gets tiring. <laughs> so same it, old opinions. Same there. old opinion each time. And it's only so many ways you can say, mm-hmm, uh-huh, I agree with you. <laughs> So it's, uh, it's nice to get some uh, fresh takes on this. Sweet. Uh, but before we get there, um, we just met like five minutes ago. So I'm going to get to know you a little bit more. Uh, a quick uh, rapid fire round and um, we'll go from there just to get to know you a little bit better. Absolutely. And when you're ready. When I'm, I'm ready. Get it. All right. Winter or summer? Summer. Waffles or pancakes? Ooh, pancakes. Cheese or no cheese? Cheese all the way. Extra cheese. Well, extra cheese. What kind? All types don't have a, a any any kind. Give me, give me that cheddar, that mozzarella, Parmesan, whatever. Make it cheesy. That's that's it. Pineapple and pizza or no pineapple and pizza? You gotta have pineapple on pizza. You gotta have oh, a little yeah. bit. You gotta have a little bit of sweet. Oh, oh, you know what I want to do? Combination. Pineapple with jalapenos. Okay, that that I can do. Otherwise, <laughs> no, it ain't happening. It ain't happening. Um, favorite Raptors player of all time? All time. Uh, for me personally, it has to be Jose Calderon. Really? Yeah. I'll, I'll take it. I'll, ta- take, I'll, it. I'll take it, but like, Ab- man, absolutely. I, 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 just, I started getting into basketball around the, the, when European players, uh, started coming into the league and becoming more prominent on, on yeah. NBA teams. Right. And what's more European than Toronto Raptors. They, they had yeah, that humong- sure. humongous influence in the city and, and on the team. So Jose was kind of uh, like one of my favorite players growing up, pass first, point guard, you know, very like yeah. helpless for the team. Um, for sure. So for me, that was a huge, huge guy for, for watching basketball. Jorge Carvajosa, Jose Calderon, that, 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 that time. All right. Um, favorite NBA player of all time? Of all time. Oh, that has to be a super tough question. I mean – for me personally, um, I have to say I'm a huge Larry Bird fan. Uh, although okay. I, I didn't grow up with uh, in that in that generation, um, my right. dad loved watching like Larry. My dad grew up during that time, the Larry yeah. versus Magic, um, and just like his grit, his personality um, is something that I've always admired in a basketball player. Um, and it, do you rock those short shorts? Oh, I would, I would, I love those short shorts. I would rock my own short shorts if it wasn't outside, but I would be rocking those short shorts. 
Oh man, uh, do you play ball? Uh, I do. I do. I uh, played a little bit in high school, um, okay. and um, and beyond that, you know, with my friends, I love the fantasy basketball scene. I love talking basketball. It has to be one of my favorite sports. Um, Definitely. And obviously, rep Toronto Raptors all the way. You know, I don't know. People can't see, but I got my Toronto Raptors sweater going on. Hey, 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 there you go. What you want? That's what you want. Um, any other sports that you watch? I'm a, also a huge soccer fan, a huge soccer player. Okay. It's got to be, got to be. Really? I played, uh, played varsity soccer. I played in Europe for a while really? myself. Uh, so did my brother. Um, when I was a Amazing. teenager, I was on the Real Madrid youth program and the Atletico de Madrid youth program. So been around the block a little oh, bit when it comes to soccer. So, okay. So, what's your favorite team? Real Madrid all the way. No. Uh, no. <laughs> he's, I'm, I'm, no. I'm not a soccer guy, but he's a Barca guy. Oh man. He's a big oh. Barca guy. Well, we could we could totally have another complete conversation about Real Madrid versus Barcelona. I, I agree, one hundred percent. Jay would be he he, he, can, be he can facilitate I can, that. I can facilitate that conversation. That was no, it was. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm not one of those like bandwagon Real Madrid fans. I've been there since since growing up. Uh, my dad was part of the like youth program. Played my my cousin. Really? Like honestly, like yeah, it goes. It, it's like history for our family. So like we've played it's, it's Real Madrid or bust. Have you ever played in the Santiago Bernabeu? Uh, I've never played in the Santiago Bernabeu, but I have played in uh, the Valdebebas, which is the training facility. Oh my God. I've played at yes. uh, Las Rotas, which is where the Spanish national team trains. He plays, yeah. Um, and I've also played um, in uh, the town uh, where Iker Casillas' stadium is. Um, yes. Rayo, and it's, 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 been, it's a great atmosphere, honestly, down there. It's crazy. It's crazy. Cool. So you, how long were you in Spain? Uh, sporadically. So like growing up, I'm, I'm from Spain. I was born there. So I moved to uh, Toronto when I was around seven or eight years old. Um, and, uh, I, pardon me. Oh yeah. Madridista all the way. Um, so, uh, and then, uh, when I was like a teen growing up here, I went over for summers and whenever there was an opportunity and then I went over for quite a while when I uh, when my brother started playing in Europe more frequently, and um, that's when I spent. I was probably around 21 years old when I was there playing something professionally, and then it didn't work out. That's like, awesome. tough competition. Whatever, come back. Listen, man, you, that's you some good stories. Some, yeah, yeah, that's some good stories, man. Who's that? Who's the best player you played against? Oh, I played against nobody. Nobody notable. Um, okay. My brother, he played uh, against Oliver Torres. If uh, oh, wow. you know who that is, he played, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was around when um, what's his name uh, the he's currently he currently plays for Atletico Madrid. He's the um, the the center back right now for Atletico de Madrid. Mario, what's his name? Um, I don't know what his name is. But my brother played with a lot of notable stars: Zinedine Zidane's sons. Um, oh wow! Up, yeah. <clears throat> so that's amazing. Bro. My brother was top notch. So <laughs> that's good. Um, so Jay and I we went on a trip to Spain. Uh, so we were in uh, Sol, nice. right downtown. Uh, so we didn't realize we went at night. So we're standing there, and at every under every tree, there's someone standing, and we didn't realize what it was until much later when we're standing there having dinner, and the guy shows up. He's like, are "You guys, are you guys interested like, <laughs> in, in what?" He's like, "What girl do you want?" <laughs> oh my goodness! You were at the wrong. Place. We're like. Uh, <laughs> no, we're so we're okay. is known for that. You got to be careful at uh, late at night. <laughs> yeah, Madrid's, 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 Madrid's a good city. Madrid's a good city. Oh, yeah. It's fun. 
was fun. So this is why you like Jose Calderon then. He's Spanish, Spanish. Is that is that one of the reasons why? I, I'm honestly a huge fan of Spanish basketball. Um, right. So when I was in high school and I started getting into basketball um, and Jose and Jorge played here, um, yeah. you know, and I, I try not to, like, it's, a, it's a funny story, but uh, my dad was an executive chef at a restaurant in Mississauga and um, they showed up. And they went to eat oh, and um, once they found out my dad was Spanish, they sort of became his uh, like like good friends. So I I got to meet them. I was uh, I was sort of uh, invited, I guess, into that sort of like basketball circle. So I, I got to see lots of games. Um, my dad would bring like Jorge Garbajosa like stew when he had his injury. Like my dad would drop it off at the apartment oh, building. Um, oh, that's amazing! I met like all of those like sort of like Hispanic influence players, like the Delfino. Um, yeah. Andres Nocioni when he was on Chicago and he yeah, came, yeah, um, yeah. got to meet him. I met Rasho Nesterovic. Oh, Rasho, my guy. guy. This is less known guys. Pavel Brezic. Um, yes. You yeah. know, yeah, and, and, you know, when I went to the games, obviously I got to see like Joey Graham and, and like all nice. those guys, which is, so it, it made it really like fun for me. Um, and obviously for spending sure. time with them, um, you know, fueled my love of basketball, obviously, you know firsthand you're just a kid and you're seeing these like stars and stuff you know like um it was awesome you know like i remember one of my first games uh, i got to see the new look boston celtics when the big three you know ray allen kevin garnett um real real close up i was one of those guys just like swearing at garnett taking his free throw getting (laughs) getting the dirty looks and him still nailing them so that that, that corner three from ray allen with bosh out there like it was you know legendary stuff for me that is that actually is legendary stuff. Um, I, I assume your dad can make a mean paella. A mean paella, actually. Yep, he's uh, an amazing chef. Actually, um, he studied at um, at Lausanne in Switzerland for many years. Oh, sure. and been all over the world, cooked for it's tons amazing. and tons of uh, like celebrities. We used to have a restaurant in San Francisco, so he he's cooked for lots of people, and, uh, and now we just have a small little little restaurant down in Etobicoke. Um, you know, tapas and paellas. So. That's hey, what there else you go, want? man. What else you want? All right, man. Well, Fernando, welcome to the show. It's uh, happy to have you on board, man. All right, and uh, we'll have your dad's by at some point. I, I'm really <laughs> looking forward to that. Another thing added to my pandemic after this. <laughs> yeah, there you go. For sure. Uh, all right, let's jump into it. Uh, I guess, Jay and Fernando, what did you guys think of the offseason moves? I know you gave your thoughts a little bit last week. Fernando, what are your thoughts about the Raptors and generally NBA offseason? So what, okay, what do you think about losing Mark and, and, and Serge and replacing him with Len and, and Aaron The Baines? two Spanish connections gone. Um, yeah. So I, I think I, I feel okay with Marcus Sol leaving. I think um, on a certain level, I think the team was asking a little bit too much of him in his uh, advanced age. Yeah. Um, I think he's like 35, 36 years old. And um, I think they were asking too much of him from an offensive standpoint. Like realistically – the his strong like his strongest attribute right now is his defense and his veteran savvy his experience that he brings to the to the table and I really couldn't see him doing more than 20-25 minutes anyways um mm-hmm. so that's an okay I feel like that's an okay loss especially um if he didn't want to be there like I think he said in a Lakers post post conference or whatever that he wanted to like have another shot at a title uh, yeah. and I can't yeah. see that happening this year at least there was it was definitely going to be a bridge year regardless for the Raptors um, so that's okay. Ibaka is a harder pill to swallow. Um, cause I feel like, you know, based on the reports, it was like 50, 50, we could have almost had him. 
Um, but again, I think he wanted to compete somewhere else, somewhere that was more an obvious choice. And again, older players, right? So, you know, hard to swallow. Ibaka was a good shot maker. Like, I think he had like a record year shooting from the field. Um, sure. But again, he also wasn't the Ibaka of old anymore. His defense definitely not. Oh, he just turned anymore. So <laughs> He just turned 25, right? He's <laughs> You know, so I don't know. I'm I'm always um I'm always pro giving younger players and you know giving new looks on the team to see what we have and, and what we can do. And since it was going to be a bridge year anyway, I mean, losing them just opens the door for other players to uh, yeah. step up this year, and and we can actually see what uh, what potential we have moving forward. Yeah, like watching the preseason games, I find that like watching Baines play, I feel like Baines can seemingly take what Mark did. Obviously, you can minus the passing. Obviously, yeah. Mark's passing and IQ on the court is bar none. It's hard to replace replace that. But the defensive side, uh, the help defense, um, being setting the screen um, for the guys, and then the, him taking charges is going to be a new thing for us, right? Yeah. Um, I think, and, and the minutes, right? Like you know, Mark was playing what twenty five, maybe touch thirty every once in a while. But in that twenty to twenty five range, and I think Baines will probably do that. We'll probably play that 25-minute game. And then you have Len, who's a younger guy. You know, one thing to keep in mind, I think, is bigs take longer to develop in the mm-hmm. NBA. This would be, I think, Len's fifth or sixth year now. Yep. So this is when, you know, big guys show what they got. If Len can't make it here, you know I mean? Ha- having more jobs down the road for him isn't going to be an option for the guy. For sure. Um, and then Boucher, right? Boucher, we've seen him play. Obviously, I don't think he's... he's uh, good in that 30-minute range. But I think if he plays that 20 to 25 um, with energy, he can, he can put it in work. Um, but, you know I mean, he does jump on every shot. So That's, there's yeah, going to be I foul trouble and, and stuff like that with him. But uh, the replacement isn't bad, but obviously there's going to be a drop-off. And the offensive side, there's going to be a little bit drop-off with Ibaka because that pick and roll is gone, right? I think um, we'll probably even see OG play the five as well. Yeah, him, the OG right? Pascal. The small five. Uh, I, I, I think I think we'll so. end games like that because I don't I don't see Baines ending games for us. I see a Pascal at the five or OG at the five unless Baines is having a really good game or there's a matchup for it. Yeah, I can see it, but I think we'll go smaller lineups. Like I can see Bembry ending some games the way he goes. Yeah, I agree. I too much of but what? Yeah, what, what are thoughts on Bembry? I mean, not bad, man. He's a good energy guy. He's a good guy. He can shoot. He can bring the ball up. Okay. His shot is better than I thought it was. He can hit decently. Like I, I think he's got a better shot than Damari Carroll. I'll be honest with you. Right. Yeah, he's good. Offensive. I think he's good defense. To be honest, man. I don't want to be the pessimistic guy, but it is preseason. It was yeah. Charlotte, um, and it's Charlotte. Yeah, like, and it's Charlotte. Exactly. I don't know. I'd like to see more of them. I like see more from these guys. We'll see what we get when we start playing more competitive games. When we start hitting that, you know, fifteenth, twentieth game of the season. Yeah. And seeing what uh, what they're doing, what they can handle, um, yeah. not to not to be like a, you know a negative Nancy or anything like that. But, uh, yeah. but I don't know. The, the, I'm not convinced by Bembry. I think he can fill in kind of like a Rondé, you know, like a yeah, the Rondé kind of role. You sure. know, a little bit of chaos. He definitely has high energy. Um, but again, I think that's going to be an issue for us moving forward. Will definitely be which players are going to be making shots for us. Uh, down the stretch because like you said Ibaka was a lights out you know I think he shot like 52 percent or something like that this season um, from the field he had a great three-point shot so we'll see who's going to be taking those shots and um, and 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 who's going to be stepping up for us in those key moments when we need them to fall 
I also think I also think this year there's going to be a different challenge with. Um, I think teams are going to need to use their depth this year. Yeah. You know, you you'll have guys go down with COVID. There's going to be a little bit more injuries with 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 the schedule being a little bit more tighter, a lot more back to backs. I think most teams are hitting six or seven back to backs in the first half of the season. Yeah, yeah. So. I think I think you'll see a lot of teams like for us uh, Lowry playing those back to backs. I don't see him play all of them, mm-hmm. right? And I think it's going to be a challenge for a lot of the depth for a lot of teams across the league. So I think we'll see some of these guys play more. Um, but I do. I, there's some exciting guys at the end of our roster that I like to see. Like I'll, I love to watch Paul Watson go at it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. No, there's okay. there's exciting guys on the roster for sure. Um, and I know we were talking pre-show. Like Flynn looks. Flynn looks pretty good yeah. as well. Wow, he could be a, a solid, a solid piece. Um, there are yeah. others that are less convincing, but for sure, Flynn definitely looks like he could be a real deal. I think with Flynn, let's just get it to Flynn. The thing with Flynn, I, I'm, I, I'll say is, I, obviously, the point that you made preseason is Charlotte, but yeah. there is like the eye test when you're watching a guy play, and you know him being composed with the ball. Pulling up and taking a three with confidence, hitting yeah. the shots. It's not like he's hitting the rim. Like these are cash. Yeah, most of yeah. these shots are going in. Like any any like for a point guard to run the offense, is pretty interesting sure. to see, right? Um, the, the the big thing is like it's it's the high IQ, right? And that's what will transition yeah. into, especially when the shots aren't falling or you have to make the right play, and that's sort of what you want, and especially in the young guys. Um, Flynn was at what um, college for three years, four years? I think it was a three. I think it was a four year college guy. Four year, four year college. Four years. I think that makes a big difference. Coming in a bit more mature, coming into a team that's really high on um, uh, like high IQ plays, but um, something that I think I, when I was watching, I was reading Twitter actually, when uh, the Lakers film crew, um, when they were breaking down the Raptors game, one of the things that they talked about is, and this is something that we're taught from a young age, especially when playing organized ball, it's when you're closing out, you've got to close out with the right hand, right? Something very simple. And with Raptors, they never falter on that. Yeah. So it's those small details that really make a big difference. And at the start of the season, when like Nurse was calling out Rondé and these guys last year, it was because they were making silly mistakes like that, which I don't see happening from like Flynn. If he comes in with the right head, right attitude, um, hopefully doesn't go beating up people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then we might have that third point guard that we need. Hopefully, Terrence Davis doesn't. Yeah, I don't know about the whole Terrence Davis thing. What happens there? Yeah, I don't know. I'm still. Uh, I'm like, he he has an uphill battle, um, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and I guess they're taking the whole proven or innocent until proven guilty sort of perspective. I mean, I trust the Raptors organization. Um, yeah. I also think that uh, the offseason moves are playing a big factor in whether they cut him or not. I feel like if we had kept Ibaka or Gasol, either one or both, they might have been cut. Um, because we would have sure. had that extra depth, but without it, I think there were a little bit more hesitant also to say. Yeah, so, so the thing about cutting him, the problem would have been the Players Association would have stepped in and yeah. been like, there is no, because you can only cut him for basketball reasons. reasons. You can't yeah. cut him for offseason. So yeah. that, I think that was an issue. I think Bobby talked about it. He's like, or I don't know, maybe not Bobby, one. but it was one of the writers who talked about it. So if you cut him, you know, there was no reason to cut him because he had for a great sure. year. So I think the Raptors were kind of handcuffed in this situation. They have to let it. And I, I, I think we'll know by game one. I'm pretty sure his court date yeah. after game one. So game one, yeah. I don't see him playing game one. Maybe he might, but I don't know. But the thing is, him playing does show me that maybe they're, you know, the full there story is, isn't there, there is, yeah. right? That's true. Um, thoughts on Matt Thomas? Oh, I like him. I think uh, last year 
and when he was uh, playing overseas, that uh, he definitely showed that he could be a lights out uh, three point sure. shooter. Um, yeah. And I mean, he just hasn't gotten a lot of opportunities to really show himself in more than like 15, 20 minutes, right? Like he played very limited minutes last year. They really didn't go to him on the offense. They didn't really set very many plays for him, I found. Um, there were times when he would like heat up, but he wasn't an active part of the rotation, I, I personally thought. Um, and I mean, he, he looked good in game one and then in game two, not, not as good, right, in the preseason. Yeah. So I... That's I agree. And the other thing also is, is going to be for him to stay on the court. It's not the offensive side. It's going to be the defensive right. side. Right. And I think that, that this is the, the point, right? Game one, he looked good defensively, but it's preseason and it's against the Charlotte, yeah, Charlotte Hornets, Hornets. Right. That's true. What's his defense against the Milwaukee Bucks? What's his defense against, you know, the Boston Celtics? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the question, That's the question yeah. that we have. Cause if he's on the court against Boston, you know what I mean? Like, and they just, every, every, every play down the court, they're just going to find a way to, you know, get Tatum on him, and that's it. And what are you going to do? He can't do anything. Yeah, that's her. That, that's the question mark that he has. But hope, as long as he can stay in front of his guys and not make mistakes, mm-hmm. that's all we're asking for him. Not, I'm not sitting here telling him, you know, he needs to average a steal and, you know what I mean? Like, go to the best guy. He just yeah. needs to not make mistakes on defense. Yeah. I would argue that Nurse is also a very team defense-oriented coach, right? Yeah, he, he, find, yes. he really finds – I mean, his offensive scheme is also quite good, but, I mean, he finds ways – to make players look good on defense he has a specific um like approach to the game and he he has high expectations for his guys like he has them on quite a short leash especially on the defensive side so i mean if anyone can think of a way to hide thomas's weaknesses and really embrace his strengths it will be nurse and we'll have to wait and see um how he does that because i do think that again without ibaka we are going to have a hole in our three-point shooting um, and sure. he's going to have to let it fly. Well, that's for sure. And um, from what I've read about Chris Finch, is he's seen as a like a an offensive offensive coach. So we're going to probably see some new sets being thrown out there that yeah. we haven't seen so far. What um, I think we'll see more is he's going to work with Pascal and yeah. and fill that mark role where he's at the at the top of the elbow making passes. passes yeah. I think we'll see Pascal initiate the offense a little bit more that way. And that should add another layer to his game. Let's let's yeah. hope. Do you? I got a question. Do you think? Do you think Pascal's over his playoff jitters from last year? I saw a lot of jumpers in the two preseason yeah. games. Um, so I I honestly don't know. I hope I, hope not. I pray he is. Um, I'd love for him to again show what he showed in the first half of last season prior to the bubble, where I thought that he was in serious contention for being the number one option on the team. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking about Bubble Pascal, um, I think that he is at best a second or third option on a championship right. caliber team, um, especially because uh, he seemed, especially in the bubble, to lack a little bit of that energy, make a lot of mm-hmm. mistakes, force a lot of shots. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan of you know smart basketball, so um, sure. using random drives that don't make sense, uh, attacking yeah. the rim when you know there's no opportunity. You know, I'm all for a fan of like waiting, setting up a good shot, um, and and making those high IQ plays that will help your team. Um, and uh, for sure, Pascal Pascal's offense is very rhythm oriented as well. If he's if he's hit his first few shots, and you'll start seeing the confidence build, yeah. And then those three pointers start going down. But when he starts forcing it, 
as you were mentioning, yeah, it doesn't. It's um, obvious when he forces it. Yeah, it becomes very yeah, obvious. You can tell, right? And yeah. teams know how to play him, right? It's the spin. Yeah. Right? If he's driving, it's the spin. He's got a double it, and that's it. It's taken away. So having the right type of guys, if they can hit their shots, especially if he can double, then we'll um, we'll see we'll see play open up for him a little bit. Yeah, more. it'll be interesting to see. I think I I don't know if it's out there yet, but I'm assuming Kyle's playing on Friday. I believe we play Miami, so it'll be good to see the full lineup ish for at least a quarter or 10-15 minutes whatever they play is he out of quarantine now well we don't know this whole lowry's had a just an excuse uh a veteran basically just Mm. excuse so apparently there's a he's a big golfer there's the top five north american golf courses all within an hour vicinity of where the raptors are augusta no no, i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure he's gus i'm pretty sure he's just golfing just chilling out. <laughs> what do you think? Is he's been in the league for so many years, right? It's hard to sure. go through so many training camps. It's what a uh, fifty-six game season. Seventy-two. Seventy-two. Hockey's fifty-six. Now hockey's fifty-six. Seventy-two game season. They've only released half the schedule, so we don't know what the well, second what half second is. Half but I like. think the goal is the Raptors to be in Toronto for the second half, which who knows how, what's that going to be like. If the vaccines work, then yeah, let's we'll, hope we'll so. Hopefully, have something back. <clears throat> let's talk about the elephant in the room with with. Our big miss in Giannis. <laughs> hey, man. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts, Ooh, but it, it is what it is. It's basketball. I personally am not as upset maybe as other people are missing out <laughs> on Giannis. Um, I am of the mentality that he is still a master choke artist in the playoffs. He okay, okay, listen, okay. I, I, I get you on that one. I, I'll take you on that one, but. He's only 25, and look at the guys who've won championships. They've all won their championships after 27. So he is going to get to his prime, and he's going to dominate the league. That's, That's my opinion on that. And I also think Milwaukee's using him wrong. He needs to play the five. I don't think he wants to play the five. I don't think he's strong enough to play the five. Think about what happened when they, we parked the paint. Margasol just stood there, and there was nothing yeah. around the rim. But they have no other shooters on that team. But no, all they have that, is Chris I, I don't, I don't know how strong of a game he has as a post, right? All his is it's he's long and lanky, so he can get around people. And- this is okay. This is my point with Milwaukee, right? The reason why Milwaukee has great regular season is that transition. When they get to the half court, they don't have a guy who can yeah. score in the half court. But the thing is, is they don't have the guys around him to, to do that. This is the, the same issue they're going to run into this year because Drew Holiday can't create in the half court. I've watched Drew Holiday play; great defensive player. Man, Not their the best. defense he's, he's is gonna be ridiculous. Yeah, their defense will be good. They have their offense- shot making too. They got some. They got Bobby Portis. They got DJ Augustine. Like their bench is gonna have some streaky shooters when it comes to offense. Like I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they do. But okay, but the, Giannis no. will need to. You'll, he'll need to figure out something in yes. order for them to make it far into yeah, the playoff race. They're a regular season team. Here's here's my take. Giannis is a stronger. Um, slightly older version of Ben Simmons. Like, let's let's be honest. He can't really shoot. He can't yeah. shred the floor. He gets the majority of his points, transition, rebounding. Like, he's very good at playing within the system that he has. Yeah. But on a championship-level team, right, he is at best second or third because he can't shoot. And the modern NBA requires you to be able to space the floor and to have variety in in your shot attempts right like and he's he can't shoot the three he can't shoot free throws so 
you park the paint and you foul him and you know you put the pressure on him to score from other ways and I don't think he has that yet. He might. You guys are right. Past twenty seven is usually yeah. when most players win championships, but mm-hmm. I don't see it right now. Uh, I will say this. I did read about Giannis. He apparently changed his free throw shot. So this will be something to watch this year. But we'll see what happens, right? Now, yeah. okay, let's put this in the Raptors' perspective. What do you think? Where do you think the Raptors go? Because I think that was the obvious plan A, was was waiting for Giannis. I think that's what we based our whole offseason off, or this offseason that just went off of, mm-hmm. was hoping that a max player like Giannis was available. Now he's off the board. There are a couple other max players. There's Kawhi, who's I think now the by far the best one. After that, the skill levels have dropped off a little bit because Paul George is off the mark. Giannis is now off. You're looking at Rudy, uh, Rudy Gobert. I was gonna say Rudy Gay, but Rudy, Rudy Gay also, but he's not a max player. Rudy Gobert, and then you got uh, you got our boy Demar, which I don't know if he's a max player. Um, there he's is. Going to LA too. There, yeah, I mean, there's there isn't that many guys left, so I don't know where do you think the Raptors. Or how should the Raptors pivot, I think, going forward? So I don't really know how how the Raptors pivot exactly from this point. I know Giannis was the bona fide, like, super max deal. Like, he, he was, like, the grade A option. Um, but I think that the Raptors now have to have to come up with, you know, one of two scenarios, I, I the way I see it. The first scenario is the Raptors can try and stay competitive and see what they can pick up to create like a good team that can continue to compete in the East or they can full out rebuild and, and see where they go from there. Like Lowry's getting older. You have a lot of bigger contracts that are going to be coming up. Like Norman Powell is up for an extension. Um, So, so I don't know where they, where they continue going. Do they decide, all right, we're going to try and trade Norman and Lowry and, and see what we can get, or are they going to, you know, blow it all up completely and and try and keep that core of Siakam and Van Fleet and maybe re-sign OG if if the yeah. price is right? Yeah, um, I do believe th- those three are a solid base of guys, mm-hmm. right? I think you know, what I mean, uh, uh, Freddie, you know, I I don't think he's hit his max potential. He might be able to go up another level, but I don't think he's he's. I don't think he's got so much more to go up. Right, Pascal. I'll get another guy. I think he's an all-star, uh, you know, a borderline NBA, all NBA player, and all NBA three team, two team. Maybe I don't see him hitting the one. I'll be honest with you. And OG is the question mark, right? OG can step up to being a solid player. Then you have a good core, and you got to add pieces to it. And then it, this is the thing with the NBA, right? It's like, is it? Do you need a superstar to win a chip, or can you? have you know five six above average players and and compete for a chip well let's look at the let's look at the past 20 years how many times has that happened right the only team that i can really think of was the pistons, a, the pistons. The pistons stand out to me after that it you've always need some sort of bonafide superstar in order for you to get over that hump it's now like, is, is pascal that superstar which is th- that's the question well right? if you ask me he has to play at a an uh, all, all nba first team level this year if we're going to do anything um, yeah, OG will have to um, OG will have to step up. But I guess looking at the 2021 NBA free agents, you got, as you mentioned, Demar, um, Rudy Gobert, um, a few other names are um, Oladipo. You got my man Blake Griffin, right? Oh my God. 
<laughs> he's God. he is the walking you know hospital bed yeah for your honestly, team. Like, poor guy, poor guy. Oh, bad luck but i mean he had a good run explosive explosive most guys that have those explosive you're gonna see eventually them saunter away or whatever you want to call it even like for example i know zion's weird years away from that but if zion doesn't create more within himself other than just attacking and exploding to the rim um you'll start seeing the injury issues keep popping back up um an but sometimes name. they can recover. Like, look at Russ Westbrook, right? He's had tons of knee stuff True. now, and he's still pretty explosive. So how long can he keep it going, even with the injuries, right? As long as you keep recovering, coming back. So here's a question then for you. It's like, okay, you keep coming back, but how effective are you? Like, even Russell, Ru- Russell seems okay. But is Russ somebody that... Russ just does not shoot a three, which is... Yeah, he was, he was never a high-efficiency player yeah. to begin right. with, right? Like, he was always, like, lacking in right. shooting, but... His assists, rebounds, and defense have always been there, right? So I mean, he's gonna—he's he still contributes, right? So that mm-hmm. I guess that's that's what it all boils down to, right? How right. how are his contributions gonna change, right? In the case of Blake Griffin, really his contributions become abysmal without him having his mobility. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. And, and with big players, uh, unfortunately, that's the case, right? Their body is break down much more yeah, quickly sure, than sure. than the smaller guys. Away. More different ways, man. Casey's gonna find um, different ways. Casey is, oh my goodness, Casey, worst, Over- honestly, one of the most overhyped coaches of all time. He is terrible. He, they, he the whole time with the Raptors, Listen, they guys. preached, they preached defense first. Come on, that was one of the we don't, worst we don't defenses we ever. Casey, yeah, let him go. Yeah. Pound, still go pound the rock. For sure, go, go pound, pound the rock. rock. That's fine. That's fine. Rock. You got to give respect where respect is due a little bit. Yeah. Sure, he didn't get us over the hump, but he made us into a club. That had a winning culture to it. You what can't. Happened, what, what's happening in Detroit now? Well, that's true too. He's yeah. got that winning culture. <laughs> he's got the winning culture. <laughs> I don't see it. He's, he's, you know, the, the NBA is zigging and he's zagging, right. man. He's zagging <laughs> with the front office, you know. Blake Griffin, let's put him in the post. He'll he'll make it. He'll make some magic happen. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, you know, make some plumbly. You know, they signed them all. Jaleel, come on, man. They won't yeah, I don't, I don't know. Mark my words, Grant. Grant this year, you'll have a monster season. Once Blake Griffin goes down in a heap, Grant's gonna have a big season. You think? So? I don't. I don't think he has offense. I don't think he can. Really? I think he I was. Know. He was. He was really good in that um, Nugget system, man. I don't know if he, he can was. be the first or second option. Throw him behind Jamal and Jokic. Yeah, you can. You can definitely do something. But I, mean, oh. I, I like his game. I, I like yeah. the guy. He's a good yeah. player. I, I think you know what was interesting is he got offered the same money. Denver offered them the same money, and he's like, "Nah, I'm gonna go Detroit." I think he just saw the writing on the wall with Michael Porter coming up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but, or maybe I, wanted a new challenge as well, right? Yeah, Different exactly. club. I don't know, man. If he stayed, that Denver team would have been there. There's something. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I just it just sucks. Pistons drafted the guy I really liked in the draft. They drafted Killian Hayes, who I really I really mm. like his game. And uh, I think he's still in his career. There's some interesting guys this year, and without having the March Madness and and sort yeah. of like to to see a lot of these guys, yeah. see how they how they play, it's going to be a lot of surprises, I think, just because it's not a typical yeah. you know rollout to the a, season. Slow start also for the rookies. They're gonna, they're going to start off slow. Yeah, because no summer league. Yeah, learn the learning the system, system in, yeah. in two three weeks is tough. But even moving forward, right? It's like um, it's a it's an exponential effect, right? Even the yeah. guys coming in next year or the year after, like sitting out a whole year or barely playing a year, right? It's gonna developmentally, it's gonna take some, it's gonna take a bit of a hit. 
Yeah, for sure. One year closer to Bronny coming in. We kind of tapered off the uh, taper. Yeah, the, taper, the tapered off was, of the where the Raptors B. go next off season. I think. Well, I think what you said, you either go. Wait one second. I think Fernando, we lose you. No, no, I'm here. Hello. Have we lost him? Hello. Can you hear me? I saw it. We start talking, and then the next thing. You can know, Can you hear me? Yo, that has to be like yeah, the, yeah, that back. has that has to be like the weirdest thing. Like I could hear you guys. My camera was up, and absolutely like nothing like was coming out. That's gotta be. <laughs> don't know what was happening. I'm like talking, and you guys are like, "Can you can you hear me?" And I'm just like waving, like frantically, being like, "Hello, I'm here." Um, but yeah, yeah. sorry. I uh, we did we did we moved away from uh, Raptors Plan A Plan B a little. A little bit, yeah. That's fine. Um, okay, so bringing a back conversation back to Raptors plan plan B. Who do you think we go after? So, I don't know. We have a few different options. I'm always a like forward thinker. I don't know about mm-hmm. bringing Kawhi back, even though he is an amazing option. He knows the organization. Um, I wouldn't... This whole Jerry West thing and Kawhi and Uncle Dennis getting a home or whatever it was. Thoughts on that? I mean, it was a sketchy deal from the beginning. Like, there was a lot of, like, talk about how they were offering him stuff that nobody else could offer, like private jets, houses, this and that. Like, I don't know. What did, what did Uncle Dennis get? That's the question. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how it worked, but well, I mean. I guess, yeah. The, these are, like, again, it's cap circumvention. Is that what they call it, right? Um, even, for example, in football, you saw with Russ Wilson. When he signed that contract with Seattle, he started showing up on a lot of Microsoft commercials, right? So yeah. those sponsorship deals started kicking in, and you can actually, at that point, you're going around a loophole. Yeah, so I've heard that they could take away uh, picks away from Clippers and, and find the money, but you know, I mean, if it's money, like Ballmer's gonna pay. It doesn't yes. matter to him, right? But yeah. if it's like if it's like five picks, that's a different story, especially um, after losing five to OKC. Yeah, I was gonna I, say. I, I, if they take away picks, that would be crazy. Now, I did hear somehow that we might get compensated, but I don't think that's how it works in the NBA. Technically, if we, we can get a pick or two out of it. That's not, a great man. deal for us. But the, the bigger thing is that his his contract can potentially end. They can cancel it. Well, they can just resign. Can he, though? I wonder. It'll be interesting. I don't know about I don't know enough about the cap in, in terms yeah. of if – imagine if he, they cancel it and then he's a free agent to go wherever the heck he wants. <laughs> he can't go back to – I don't know what the penalties are for like for tampering and stuff realistically, but um, I don't like Minnesota did something where they lost picks. Was that the Wally uh, Serbiak thing? Uh, maybe it was Wally Serbiak, but it was a player that they tried to they tampered with or something mm. like that, and they took away picks from them. But um, but yeah, I don't know. Regardless, I would never sign Kawhi again, to be honest, especially if he's asking for what he's asking for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I did see like that interview or whatever that it was on Jimmy Kimmel or whatever saying he couldn't find. He was joking about not finding winter gloves <laughs> big enough for his hands and stuff like that and and whatever. Like I don't know. I'm a fan of moving forward. I wouldn't sign Demar again either. Like mm. he's he's. I guess you could call him a Raptor legend, but uh, he he doesn't I fit. Guess. <laughs> I guess I wouldn't. I wouldn't like he doesn't fit the modern NBA. He's a playoff choker. And you know his his game is okay. just not. Truth suited. be told, like, he was going up against LeBron so many years in a row. Like 
nobody. But it was just like it wasn't just LeBron. It was other series and that's something. Like sure, yeah. Again, the, the Washington series. Yeah, yeah okay, I get it. Yeah, sure. His game, his game is not a modern. It's not a Nick Nick Nurse offense game either. No, yeah, it's his not. three struggles. Yeah. His defense is weak. Like there, I still I remember seeing a highlight where Fred Van Vliet is telling him to move up on Kyle Korver. Like. Doc, it's Kyle Korver. He does one thing in the NBA, and that's to shoot threes. If you can't man up on him, come on, that's zero IQ on defense. I don't want to bash Demar. I like the guy, but I get it. I, I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, and he's, he works hard. He's a smart player who contributes player. in a lot of in a lot of different areas. Like I think his stats last season, he had like almost six rebounds, almost six assists. So he contributes yeah, in good. in other ways. He's a stand up human being, um, which yeah, you know you can't always say about uh, a lot of basketball players. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't fit this team um, at all, I think, or the, the way the NBA is going. Um, mm-hmm. Victor Oladipo said that he kind of maybe wants to come to Toronto. We'll see how he does this season after that bad injury, see if he can get back yeah, to being the Victor Oladipo of old. If so, mm-hmm. he might be an interesting pickup. But I think in, at the end, we have to think about pieces that fit our system, fit our culture, and guys that want to come work hard and and sort of don't mind being the underdogs. I think Toronto yeah. is like the underdog market, the underdog when it comes to you know getting that that marketing money and stuff like that, like the big time like Christmas Eve games or the Christmas Day yeah. games or whatever like they really don't look at the raps as like that marquee market, so they have to be okay with that. What do you guys think of like someone like Kelly Oubre? Well, it's like that's the other thing, right? Right. If, if, you, if you, you you gotta find guys who have who might have potential, yeah, and you you, you bring them in. Like the one guy on Indiana that I like is Miles Turner. If yeah. you can bring him in, you know he's been kind of pushed away. You know, it, it kind of become you know uh, the sideshow with with uh, with the bonus taking over, right? Yeah, he's a good player. I think he could play. He could play well in our system. Kelly Oubre, I think this is the year where he makes it or breaks it in the NBA. If he can't do well in Golden State, it's tough for him to have success anywhere else. But that's what that's what I think the Raptors are going to have to do. You're going to have to find those players, players in the yeah. league where maybe you can bring them into our system and and see how they kind of fit with DOG and Pascal and Freddie mm-hmm. and and hope that they can grow. But you know you you hope you can grow a superstar through the draft, or you right. you hope yeah. that Pascal or OG turns into one, and that's what we're going to be. But I do think. Masai and company, hopefully he stays, but I just think we'll be competitive regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just how competitive and how far do we go? Like, right. is it okay to be a playoff team year in, year out and get out in the first and second round? You know, after a while, you're going to be like, shit, we need to do something different. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, and I think we're, we're hitting that. This is this is going to be the second year. And, you know, I, I think we'll do a prediction shortly, but, I, you know, I mean, I don't think we'll go deep into the playoffs again. So it's going to be a second year of, you know, just getting out in the first or second round. Well, what happens then? Uh, I don't know. Honestly, like, I think that um, Miami last year showed, even though it was the bubble, like what a good team can can do and, and, and yeah. like a good system like Spolstra and the Miami mm-hmm. Heat organization, like they're very demanding on their players. They have rigid regulations for like fitness mm-hmm. and, and different mm-hmm. aspects of the team. So I think that those things all contribute to having a winning program. And I think that the Raptors are sort of on that, yeah. like in we're that there. place where like, yeah. it's like, I think priority number one is Masai going forward yeah. to maintain that culture. I would hate for him to leave and then yeah. things, you know, dissolve a little bit and then it's back to you know the raptors of old where we're like bombing season and season season in season yeah. out and 
Well, we're justifying, you know, Leon Woods to be good. <laughs> or Lauren Woods. Lauren Woods, man. Okay, so, you know, yeah. that's, you're justifying guys, right? That's the problem. This goes into our La- next point. Lamar, La- Lamar Murray? Lamar Murray, man. We have bad history. We have bad history. <laughs> Let's take into the next part. So, what do you think the Raptors uh, finish? What do you think our record will be, um, be being it uh, a seventy-two game season? Uh, I still think that the East has gotten a little bit better, but it's still weaker than the West. Um, mm-hmm. Depending on the steps forward that Siakam and OG take, um, I think they're going to define how far we go this season. Yeah. Because I don't think that like. Baines or Len or some of those free agent signings, I don't think they're going to really be the uh, defining factor. I see the Raptors finishing off around the sixth seed. Um, I don't see them. I don't. I can't see them going lower than that. I really can't see them as a seven or eight. But I think a right. five or six seed, maybe forty-five ish wins, perhaps. Um, Do you think Philly has a better year than uh, Raptors? I think so. I think Philly still has more of the bona fide star power, like. Embiid is is a monster. They, I, I think I don't think they're gonna trade Ben Simmons. I think that they're gonna see what they can do under Doc Rivers and see if they can play together. And right. they, I believe they they brought in Seth Curry to like mm-hmm. see what they can do, get as much spacing on the floor as possible to maximize yeah. those guys. So and, and Umi's, Umi's boy Danny Green. Danny Green, my boy. Oh, of course, Danny Green. <laughs> uh, you learned something about me, man. I love. Old Raptors players and always have a soft spot for all of them. <laughs> you mean the ones that leave us behind and then like never Pretty look much. back? Everyone and... that leaves us behind. Where do you think we, where, where do you think we finish me? I'm in the five and six range as well. I don't think how many, um, huh? how many ones? Seventy two game season. I'll probably say around forty five to forty eight. Same thing as yeah, similar to Fernando. Um, I don't see us again. Uh, a lot of it, a lot of it depends for me on how OG progresses this year. Obviously, Lowry is going to regress a little bit. He is getting older another season, um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, Freddie, how well he shoots will define how much of the floor we can space, um, and if Pascal can develop something more than just the the spins. Right? Yeah. I agree with you guys. I think we still have the same issues as last year. Like, we don't have a half court offense. Uh, we're a great transition team. We're a great defensive team, but we can't get to we can't get the ball to the rim in a half court offense. And I think that's where our struggles have been, and that's where I think our struggles will be again this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we hope that guys step up. You know, obviously our X factor is going to be OG. I think OG, OG yeah. is is you know takes another step up. You know, most improved the uh, you know defensive in that defensive player of the year kind of candidate. Maybe a different story, right? Obviously, those are high high expectations. Uh, my question to you guys is: If we're five hundred, just below five hundred, say trade deadline, do you trade Kyle Lowry? We explore it. That's a, that's a tough call. I think at the end of the day. Um, it depends on how our negotiations are going for the offseason and what prospects we have, right? Like, Masai Reiji knows that better than anyone. Like, this season yeah. might be a little bit of a struggle, but we already knew that it was going to be, like, last season was supposed to be a bridge season, and we overcame expectations. This season is probably an even bigger bridge season because we lost Gasol and Ibaka. So we'll uh, we'll have to see what happens moving forward. But... Um, I don't know. It all it all depends, right? I, Lowry is up for a renegotiation after this season, right? Like this is last year's contract. So I mean, mm-hmm. if he's willing to stay on as a savvy vet and take a little bit of a pay cut, then like a one plus one or something, I might consider mm-hmm. keeping him. But um, 
if he's if he's averaging what he did last season, I think he's going to try and cash in somewhere. And I don't think the Raptors could give well, him another you know forty I over think, two uh, or something. It's um, with with Lowry especially. It's um, every the ball's in his court, right? If he wants to get traded, then I think that's when Masai will pull the trigger. Um, if he wants to go compete somewhere, then I don't think Masai would trade him on his own. Yeah, I like I'd like to see him retire a Raptor of all the Raptors yeah. that I think personally that we've had, like including our friend Demar. Like I think that Lowry is more the epitome of like that engine because he like never caved. Yeah. He always finds a way to contribute Definitely. in any way, right? Like the grit. Uh, the personality has suited us and suited the team so well. So I don't know. Yeah, I'd you, honestly you, like to keep him, but you saw it on the All Star game with all the All Stars. You took two charges at the end. <laughs> I, I, you know, honestly, the other day I rewatched that third, whole oh, I'd say, third quarter, same. fourth quarter. Great game. That's gonna be lost in this whole thing. Is we actually figured out the All Star game. Chris Ball figured out the All Star game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, my thing with Kyle is, is I think if he wants to chase a ring. That I think we we uh, yeah. we agree to it because I think he can take teams over the hump: Milwaukee, Philly, Clippers, Clippers. If he goes to one of those three teams, he takes them over the hump to be a favorite to win it. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, we see you know what I mean. Like if we get a, a Matisse Tybel back or something like that, you know what I mean. Like it could yeah. be good for our future. But uh, you know what I mean. I guess we see where it's. Just, uh, one other question before we wrap up. Okay. I, I heard I heard this on the radio the other day. Is Kyle Lowry the all-time greatest Toronto? Sports athlete, no. Toronto sports athlete. No, no, that's in the, in the last that's, years. No, you that's can't, a tough question. You, you you've got guys like Dave Keon. You've got guys like that won multiple multiple Stanley Cups and things like that. You cannot last fifty years. Take away the Leafs, nineteen sixty seven. That's you know what I mean centuries ago. But like, go go nineteen seventy or nineteen eighty and on. It's t- you got Daryl Sittler, you've got what do you call? You got Matt Sundin. He, I de- put him over Sundin. I wouldn't put him over Sundin, man. Sundin, Sundin. The only thing lacking again, hockey is a completely different sport first yeah. and foremost. Um, you got eighteen guys trying to win rather than five guys on the court, right? So it's it's a different game altogether. But what he was doing with whatever team that he had, um, he consistently put up monster numbers and tried to take the Leafs to wherever you could. With the Kyle, the same thing. Sure, but and it's he, but it's a, a what's it? He he did definitely brought a ring, right? But um, there's a lot to it as well, right? Does Kyle bring a ring if Kyle's not if Kyle, if, La, if Kawhi's not there, right? There's a lot of questions that you can ask, right? So for sure, um, okay. I don't know. I think he, he goes in the upper echelon of Toronto, yeah. um, Toronto sports athletes, right? I, I just um, heard it the other day, and I was like, God, that's a very interesting point. Um, I I put him up there for sure. I, I think he might. I think I'd put him up there. I think I'd it's put him it's up recency there. bias, right? There's recency bias too. That's, but like, that's what it the comes only other guys to. too is okay. Roberto Alomar maybe with the yeah. Blue Jays, um, right? Because he was great. Yeah. Brought a chip here as well, right? But yeah. there's, there's there's a couple of guys. There's so many things that again we don't know at that time as well, right? There's For so sure. many so many so much to it, but yeah, he's definitely one of the best Toronto athletes to ever grace the city. For sure, there's no denying that. If he had done it with Demar Derozan. And like the team that we had then, like if somehow they beat LeBron James in that playoff series, they make it to the finals, right? They, they win without Kawhi. I would say hands down, like he brought the shit, like the chip, like it was him a hundred percent. Like, okay. But because Kawhi came the same season and Gasol in the same season that like it all happened, it kind of leaves like that taste of like, 
lots of pieces came in to to help him do that. It wasn't just him, right? It's it'll be the same way. Look, if Milwaukee wins because Giannis mm-hmm. stays, he will be go down as like the greatest buck ever, right? Like yeah. he's, he's that that I don't better, just, better than Kareem. Okay, but but I'm saying again, maybe like the recency bias. But I'm saying like he's deciding to stay. Yeah, yeah. Kareem brought a ship to uh, Milwaukee, but he's deciding to stay instead of going over. Like like, and that's like totally like mind blowing uh, mentality, right? Like everyone's leaving now to try and make even Kareem. Right? Kareem had Kareem had the opportunity for the Lakers to come or then the Knicks to come and get him, but he chose to stay. He chose to go to Milwaukee. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. It would. I, I think that he would definitely be in the in the competition again. Oh, Kareem, K- Kareem won in other places too, right? So that's the yeah. thing, right? Like he, like so. Yeah. I don't know, but I think Kareem that if he stays, Wilt was still dominating, right? Like Wilt was still. I think Kareem is better than Wilt. Yeah, but like Wilt was the shit at that time. Oh, right? that so, that's the debate right now, right? The the Shaquille O'Neal. What's the what's the better duo? Is it? Uh, Kareem and Magic or Shaq and Kobe, right? And Shaq said that he would destroy Kareem. Or sorry, uh, Kobe couldn't guard um, Kobe couldn't guard Magic or something. He, he, he made it like so it would be like one – there was a one-to-one bias, right? So like one person would dominate the other pairing. But I don't know. I don't know, man. That's it, it, but again, it's for me. I'm, I'm one of those guys that I don't like to compare eras because every era is it's different. Tough. It's tough, man. Yeah, you can't have you can't have a Kareem without a Wilt. You can't have a Magic or Larry without Kareem. You can't have Jordan without Magic. Same thing. You can't have Kobe without Jordan. There's so many yeah. things that lead up to guys coming in that um, you see, and even like the new guys coming in, right? Like like Steph like revolutionized the game in a way. Um, and then the new guys coming in, how they adapt to it, we'll start seeing what goes on. For sure. Maybe, I maybe think we'll that the, I think that that's actually a move that the Raptors could actually make. I could see if if the Golden State Warriors do not improve this year, I could see Steph coming to the Raptors. No, I think he retires in Golden State. You think? I don't know. I don't know if he wants to wait around and 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 bum it in a losing team, right? Like yeah. Draymond Green has been declining every season since 2015, 2016. <laughs> Uh, they have Wiggins. They have, I guess, Ubre. They have a, they have some guys, but I'm I still think they're bottom of the table in the West. And he has that Toronto connection. You know, his dad played hey, here. Like man went to elementary school here. We have some pe- we have some pieces. Like he could come in. He could be an off ball shooter. Like he wouldn't have to have the ball in his hands because we have Freddie. We have other guys. Like he could be. You know, it's gonna sound pretty funny, but he could be the Jason Capone of the Raptors. Just come in and shoot threes. <laughs> Oh, you know, it's, it's funny. Up to this point, I was gonna say you and JJ are very similar thoughts, oh but you you brought God. a name that a lot of PTSD here. Oh, oh my! A lot of PTSD. Oh, I'm just saying he he, he could we could both small. This guy thought he could drive to the net. God, all he had to do was shoot the damn ball for our team. So, <laughs> so wait, so, so what? Steph turns 33 this year. He'll be 33, 34, 35. I still remember that year. It was him. It was him and uh, I think it was Sunny Weems. No, Jamario Moon. Jamario Moon Moore. thought he was. She could shoot threes. It's like dog drive. This is your game. Is drive to the net. I don't want to go history. Let's not go to the back. <laughs> I'm just saying he could he could be a solid three point shooter. There's ways Nurse would be creative with him and like. Yeah. I don't know. I, I could see Siakam maybe playing the five and 
having some some small ball lineups with OG and 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 Curry in there. But I don't know. Again, who knows what what could happen? But I'm saying there's there's some players out there. Masai will make it work. He'll he'll bring some 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 good day, guys in if he, stays, if he stays. I believe in Masai. If he stays. That's Believe in Masai at the end of the day. All, All right. right. Any last any last last thoughts? It's going to be a crazy season. Um, I I honestly just did one of my fantasy leagues. I don't know what's going to happen. A lot of talent this year. It is a deep, deep uh, NBA. Lots of good guys. Lots of forgotten players. Hmm? You go over. You go Luca over Giannis. I don't know. I I think it's Giannis over Luca still, just because Luca doesn't necessarily show up in the fantasy world the same way that Giannis does. Statistically, statistically, like in real life, Luca's a solid player, but. In some ways, mm-hmm. he seems kind of like a stat pattern, similar to like Russell Westbrook, right? His efficiency's not there. Giannis is just a fantasy, a fantasy monster, right? Like just like James Harden. James Harden's been hands down the best fantasy ball player for like however long, the past three, four seasons. He's just crazy. Yeah, I agree. I have the ninth pick in my draft. I don't know who I'm taking. We'll see how it goes. I got my draft tomorrow. I can I can I tell you guys game. my top two guys. I was twelfth, and I went with. Uh, who, who was left for me? I got LeBron James and Durant back to back in our wow. same draft. Yeah, so I don't know. They're gonna sit. They're gonna sit a little bit, but yeah, that's good. But you never know. All right, All right let's wrap this up. No, let's wrap this up. Brando, uh, the pleasure. Took a few times, but you know we got it. We got, we, we, this. We got it. We got it working. I look forward to the the next time our paths cross and uh, we talk some yeah. more basketball. Just, just let us know whenever you're down. Yeah, we'll, always. We'll hop- Always, right. <laughs> always down. And maybe one of these days we'll talk some soccer too. We can start a totally separate podcast for that. Man, <laughs> I I'm so sad. We're freaking Barcelona was up two one on Valencia and just just chat right, the bed. So let's let's leave the soccer for now. Let's. Uh, <laughs> it's okay, this it's podcast. okay man. Let's all right, this podcast. All right, uh, check out all the work on RaptorsCage.ca. And uh, till next time. Till next time. Absolutely. All right, take it easy, brother. Take, take it care, easy. boys. Peace, peace.